0: Welcome to the Dork Forest. Jackie and and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsessions will make make us us laugh and smile. smile. So let's explore the Dork Forest and Dork dork down for a while. 2023, you guys. And I'm winging it. Hi, it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. That's the website, the Dork Forest, if you like a determiner. Dorkforest.com also works. JackieCation.com has all of my stand-up information. Like it has videos, it has pictures, it has links to this podcast and to my other podcast with Lori Kilmartin. It has a merch store that has Dork Forest t-shirts. It has all of my stand-up merch and all of my CDs and DVDs. So that's what you know about websites. There's an opportunity, because uh, we're in the new year here, that you can donate to the Dork Forest. I don't have a Patreon. I don't have uh, anything really set up, though I understand you can set up on PayPal a monthly if you wanted to. Uh, You could donate and uh, be of, uh, to support the show. This is the 17th season, the 17th year I've been putting this stuff out. It's free, but if you have money and would like to throw me some money, boy, howdy. Uh, uh, There's a PayPal. uh, There is at my webs at my email address, actually, Jackie at com, which you can also email me and tell me how much you're enjoying the show. You can also do Venmo if you'd like, which is just Jackie Cation, no hyphen, all one word, picture of this, this person, me, and then um, I think that's it. I think I have Zell, but it's too complicated. Other than that, let's do the credits. Patrick Brady, still in, fixing the audio. All these years later, give it up to Patrick Brady. That's what a lot of your donations support, by the way, because I like to uh, share the wealth. And then um, Bill Moss, he does the websites, and Mike Rickberg wrote and sang that song. Composed and sang that song with his wife now, Sarah. And uh, at the end, he sings uh, the Mexican hat dance, which is always fun. Anyway, I'm sure there's more to it. There's a band camp that has a bunch. It has like a a, a stand-up storytelling album that was never released. It's uh, There's also a a bunch of live episodes that many of them are free. There were 200 episodes that were not pre-recorded and I sort of culled through those and I pulled like 17 of the best ones. There's an album collection of that, 17 Hours of Dork Forest. If you run through all of the episodes, go to bandcamp.com, Dork Forest, or Google those words and you'll find it. Anyway, there's probably more. I can't remember any of it, but you're doing great. Feel free to enjoy the show. Okay, Jackie Cation doing a little bit of a dork forest on the fly with jeff baldinger welcome back to the program
1: thank you for having me jackie it's great to be back it's great to be here it's great to be uh, anywhere a last minute addition
0: well you know i just (laughs) i have amazing uh, yeah there's uh i've been been trying to
1: to do this for a long time we've been like the the schedule has been back and forth it's like i'm available now Uh, i can't do it now i'm available this time no i'm available now and (laughs)
0: right well it's uh it's the hardest part is the scheduling so everybody who wants to do the dork forest you can in theory and uh, yes it's all in theory but i recommend um yeah, that you be yeah. patient. You just have it's to good. be patient because
1: i mean Well, that's why this worked out so well because we've been going back and forth with. I'm available now. I'm not available. Like both of us have been like, "Hey, are, yeah. can you do it now? No, I can't. Can you do it no, now? No, no everyone, I can't.
0: everyone is very busy. So but then today, but you said you were at 1966 the last yes. time. Yes, we Us discussing we, the <laughs> scheduling, unless that is your dorkdom, can't possibly be of interest <laughs> to the rangers of the dork forest. Scheduling this program is actually Jeff Baldinger's uh, dorkdom, you guys. It's, and, it's uh, what
1: I do. It's what it's, I do. But I got the email. You know, I, I literally okay. just got home from the airport and I got the I opened my computer, got the got the email. Can you do it right now? I'm like, actually, I can.
0: Why not? It's, it takes an hour. There's maybe 10 minutes of back and forth a little bit before and after, but it's at Jeff Baldinger on yes. Twitter and Instagram, right? And yes, Baldinger it is. is B-A-L-D-I-N-G-E-R. Yep. Your comic, very funny. Huntington Beach on February 24th. Yep. Doing the Crockett, doing Seattle on July 20th, my birthday. Yes.
1: Oh, happy and birthday. Thank nice. you. Don't
0: forget to send the shout out.
1: I will <laughs> send the shout out. I'll dedicate the whole show to you. <laughs>
0: finally uh and that everybody should email me and uh, exactly yes uh, yes so but i think you were on and it was still the beatles
1: it was yeah we we did the beatles the last time i was on and we got to 1966 when we got to the like yeah i i think the last thing i said
0: like 75 did they or
1: Uh, 70 1970. Oh, I'm so sorry.
0: Imagine, <laughs> just imagine, Jeff, if they oh, had five more years together. Pun
1: intended, huh? Imagine, huh? Oh, John Lennon,
0: no, solo I, career. Sadly, sadly, imagine. I wish, <laughs> I wish I had had a musical pun because think about how great that would be.
1: Uh, I, I, it, it'd be, it'd be the greatest. The,
0: imagine is not a, a Beatles song. That is it's not. Song, it's, it's, it's a
1: solo John Lennon song, and uh, I, uh, it, but. It would have been is the 1970 song, but if we're going to take that imagination of what if they had it stayed together for another five years, probably would have been on a Beatles album with "Silly yeah. Little Love Songs," "Ram," and "All Things Must Pass," and and Ringo's uh, "All I Want to Do Is Boogaloo." You know, it's it's great.
0: Oh, okay, because everybody went solo, and everybody, everybody went did, solo, and everybody did put out uh, more songs. That did they all have kind of a Beatles vibe after? Did they you know, kind of sound like Beatles songs after they parted?
1: The only ones that did was in my opinion and people can oh, yeah, agree yeah. This or disagree. It's all, all my opinion. It's to a
0: charged topic. It's to a charged yeah, topic. Yeah. Uh,
1: very much so. Uh but in my opinion the only uh solo Beatles album that really sounded like a Beatles album was Ringo's first album because all of the Beatles played on it.
0: Oh. yeah that would (laughs) each
1: song on Ringo's first self-titled album like there's a song that John wrote there's a song that George wrote there's a song that Paul wrote they all wrote songs for him and performed with him and stuff like that so like I'm the greatest is a John Lennon song but he was like it's gonna sound too egotistical if I record it so he gave it to Ringo (laughs) you know and it sounds very but like
0: just this collaboration yeah
1: Sounds very beat it sounds the Ringo self titled nineteen seventy Ringo album sounds the most like the next Beatles album.
0: That's interesting. And what was it called? It was called Ringo. Oh, was it? And yeah. Was it sort of a a bit of a uh at the time kind of go fund me? I mean <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it feels a little rude to say it since they were all getting royalties, right? Yeah. Well, did well, Ringo get uh, royalties or?
1: Well, as far as the royalties go, that that was a big reason why the Beatles broke up is the money issue of the Beatles. But uh, oh. they had uh, management issues. Uh, it was a whole uh, they, thing. We can get were, into that. They were
0: printing money. I thought I would would imagine.
1: Well, people that... were printing money off of them for sure.
0: Oh, and they and, oh, and they weren't necessarily getting. They were, the Bulk they, of it, or they
1: were not getting the bulk of it. They were not. Uh, they were not millionaires at that time. Uh, as far as the um, people were screwing them around, that was, and they made some bad business deals. That's a big reason, like why the rift happened between Paul and John, is because John. And um, George and Ringo all signed with this guy Alan Klein, okay. who is, uh, kind of a CD manager uh, asshole guy. And wait, a musical industry weasel? It's unheard of, unheard <laughs> of, unprecedented, unprecedented. Uh, and yes. yet, this was a precedent that um, <laughs> that was then followed. That was then followed. Uh, because the Beatles are inspirations to us all uh, in all aspects. Um, <laughs> but Paul uh, didn't like Alan Klein and he didn't want to sign to it because he was you know trying to get money out of uh, what uh, Paul had a, in with uh, another manager who was his then wife Linda Eastman's uh, I think brother or father, some relative of Linda uh, okay. was the guy that Paul wanted to go with. Right, and, uh, and the other three wanted to go with Alan Klein. History has proven Paul to be in the right on that one, <laughs> but there, so there was a lot of money issues dealing with the breakup, and it's why the animosity between Paul and John was so great in that moment, in that time period, because it was a they were both hurt that they other one wanted to end the Beatles, like the story. You know, it's all hyperbolic and it's all hearsay because we don't we weren't there, but we only have uh well now we only have Paul's word on it. But the conversation right. between <laughs> and that's another thing I want to get into. Lately, Paul has been doing a little, in my opinion, revisionist history on uh, uh the, you know end of the Beatles. No, because he can. No. no rebuttals. Rebuttals. <laughs> the only one who could is Ringo. And he's just happy to be around. Um Right. I mean honestly he's been happy to be around since he was 8 because he wasn't supposed to live past 6 I think. Oh um, was he a sickly he, child? He was a, he was a sickly child. He was a sickly right. child.
0: Uh, um, the, the 20th century it was full of sickly children. <laughs> yes, we can especially we in could... Liverpool That's just All Right.
1: You got some more porridge? I don't know. Um <laughs> <laughs> but the uh you know apparently uh John said to Paul like this, and so so this is From John's perspective. This is an interview that John did in uh, the 70s where he said, you know, I told Paul that I was ready to leave the group.
0: Okay. And I said
1: that to him. So I was the first one to say, (laughs) it's me. I'm going to quit the Beatles. I'm ready to be done. I'm
0: breaking up. I'm going to break up with you. Yes.
1: Then Paul publicly declared that he was leaving the group. And so the public thought that Paul left the Beatles. And so there was that sort of thing. Wow. And so- Paul, so the narrative was Feels for a like- while, Paul broke up the Beatles. Paul left the group, but John was feeling like, no, it was me. I, you know, John was always kind of like, I want to be the, you know, oh, yeah. rebel, a- the guy, the.
0: Right. He wanted to be the lead singer. So right. uh, Ross and, and Rachel, very Ross and Rachel. Very Ross on a break. and Rachel,
1: very okay. Sam and Diane. If we're going to take <laughs> references from things that are,
0: <laughs> <Moonlighting>? you know, <laughs> <moonlighting. Sure. laughs>
1: very, uh, I'll take, uh, you know, Nick and Jess. From New Girl, I'll, I'll, as long I'll as it do, I'll isn't, think it's closer, it's
0: probably more like Luke and Laura from General Hospital. There you know, it is. He raped her and <laughs> well, then they fell in love. Well, that's
1: a classic uh, love story, right? Right. Or, it's the, 70s all, it's, it's the <laughs> yeah. 70s all over. It's the 70s all
0: over. So, um, oh, my God. OK, so they both claim to sort of be the one to say, I want out.
1: Right. But now Paul has been very adamant about John being the reason that the Beatles broke up. He's been saying it's like John said that we we're going to break up. But there is a thing. I don't know if you watched the Get Back series, the on Disney Plus. Okay. It's if you have a spare nine hours, it's a great watch.
0: (laughs) Okay.
1: Um, (laughs) But there's a scene in there where George and John are talking to each other, and uh, George is, you know, kind of, you know, in his feelings about not getting enough songs on the album, as he's want to do. He's got a lot of them. And he was kind of talking to John about maybe releasing just a solo George album, but still being with the Beatles. And John was like, yeah, that sounds like, that sounds good to me. Like we should, we should be free to do stuff like that. Yeah. And Paul apparently, you know, Paul was away during that time and Paul having watched that scene with Peter Jackson had never seen that before. And he was reacting like, if I had known that that was in the narrative, we probably wouldn't have broken up the way we did if we all just were like on the same page, like, hey, we'll still be together a band,
0: but and we'll all- still be a
1: band, but we are also free to do our own solo stuff. Like,
0: if, right. you
1: know, if, if I had known, if I had known what would have happened, you know, like that sort of stuff, because him and John during that time, John was very infatuated with yoko and on heroin and just not uh always wow. in the right I like right that those mind.
0: are equal. I like that those are equal. <laughs> I mean love is
1: a drug, heroin's a drug, you know it's it's this whole it's it's this whole aspect but it sure. you know and I I think I I mentioned this on the last time I was up there um but you know people hate yoko and mm-hmm. there are reasons to hate yoko and okay. there are reasons that you shouldn't most people hate her because they're misogynistic and racist. Okay. Those are not the, re- like, that's why most of the people hated her back then. Like okay. that when they, they, they were you know, like, they're like, look s- at that nice take- white
0: boy. He's going to date this Asian woman. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they hated okay.
1: Linda too, because they took Paul off. She took Paul off the market. That's the, that's the baseline is okay. like, we want the Beatles to, you know, we they're they should they, be single. We want them. We you Rock know, Hudson this-
0: should be straight. The Beatles should, should always Ex- be single exactly okay
1: but then there's the people who like vehemently hate on Yoko because uh you know she's Japanese she's you know there all the time she's always you know she's like interrupting she she's she's't she you know she can't sing she can't you know all this stuff she's and got other
0: like, skills she has other skills she's set. got
1: other skills she's got other skills but then there's like but then there are reasons to dislike yoko which is like the manipulative nature that she went to john quote-unquote pretending that she'd never heard of the beatles before even though she like had approached paul first like that's
0: oh so she those are facts
1: those are facts like that now
0: did she admit that or did uh, paul
1: paul it was in a interview it was a uh a book, um, blanking on the name of I have it again. I just moved into a new place. My books are all in boxes right now, Okay, but I have a, uh, I think it was a book by Jeff Emmerich. Who's one of their, um, was one of their, uh, producers, not biographer. He was, he was there, he was in the studio. He was, he was one of their sound guys, Okay, uh, mixing, mixing and mastering along with, uh, uh, George Martin. Um, but the, you know, he, he has interviews and accounts where you know yoko talked to paul first it's like and so there's these moments where it's like there's interviews with john and paul or john and yoko where uh you know john's like i was infatuated with yoko because she's like never heard of the beatles she never heard that fame and you know she does not know beatles which is
0: slightly racist of him because right. <laughs> and and she pl- if, if that's true she played on that she's like oh yeah and we don't get television <laughs> yeah.
1: we don't she get was any- this avant-garde artist and you know the the story is that he went to uh one of her art gallery shows and there's a ladder or a step stool and he climbed up it and there was just a message yes it was a positive message which is why he like if it had said no if it said you know some goofy fake answer he would have dismissed it but because it said yes because it was a positive answer, that's why he, that's why he was initially infatuated, and this and this is why I get like frustrated with people who like complain about Yoko to an extent because it's like John's feelings for Yoko were real, like he yeah. legitimately <laughs> loved her. Right. And, These are actual like, human beings.
0: Is, get this to is have an a actual
1: person who really cares for this person. You know, as fucked up as John's childhood and life was it's another reason why he went full board into yoko who for all accounts was a fairly controlling person that's what john needed that he need he was attracted to mother figures you know he had mommy issues ins- insane mommy issues you know right. and his mom right. was killed in front of him you know by getting run down by a uh off-duty a cop you know it was an off-duty cop that was drunk driving and it hit hit his mom so that
0: establishes
1: the hatred for police on john's end that is crazy his aunt mimi who raised him you know would say things like you know the guitar is a good hobby john but you'll never make a career out of it you know and you know his dad didn't come into his life again until his 1975 abandoned him you know all you know made him choose
0: oh is his aunt or his or his dad his, and after so, the, his mom and dad were together his mom
1: so was killed no his mom and dad were not together they okay. had gotten divorced and uh the dad made John choose between the two of them like you got to choose who you want to come with and initially oh, John God, like
0: there was no shared like, custody there's no shared custody <laughs> here
1: wow. initially John went with his dad but then ran back to his mom
0: and he's the dad a child. just
1: left yeah, yeah. cuz he wanted mommy and then and then left and then the mom being a teenager uh oh really yeah kind of let her older sister Mimi raise John and okay. would kind of come in and out of John's life as a friend ah. uh and then when they were really starting to get together like John's mom taught him ukulele and banjo chords kind of taught him the fundamentals of the guitar Okay. Um, and you know they were starting to get together. You know when he was like 14, 15, starting to get a better relationship with his mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she was killed. You know, it wasn't. Right. She wasn't murdered, but she was. You know, right.
0: But then she died. She got
1: killed. She died. So and, the first.
0: How old were now? This doesn't really. I mean, I suppose it's. It, it's, it's, it's all dark. It's all it's, fascinating. So yeah.
1: Um, I think I think it is
0: right and how old was he when they got divorced
1: when the parents got divorced when mom yeah. uh, when um he was i think in the five range maybe five between five oh, maybe Jesus. five and six so he was so young, he was young he, he was, was a very tiny young child yeah. he was very young when his dad made him choose yeah dad was a piece of shit that i think you know, tried to get back into his life around 1975 sure. um, and yes. tried to, and John in 1975, no, we're jumping all over the place right now, but, That's fine. Uh, but, uh, you know, John in 75 retired from music to be a dad to Sean Lennon, okay. which was his son from, uh, Yoko. Right. He had been a really shitty father to Julian, which is his son from Cynthia.
0: Sure. Sounded. I mean, just, <laughs> what little I know about John Lennon is uh, he just he seems like an egomaniac, but a very gifted egomaniac. Y-
1: yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, th- that's the thing. Um,
0: it's why John... I, I, I here's with cursory, not enough information about their backstory. This yeah. is this is what I like. I like John's stuff, I think, better in the Beatles and his solo mm-hmm. stuff, yeah. Um, though I get that Paul is he does a lot of different like more different stuff he right. he experiments so much when they break up that it's neat like one album to the next is very very that, different
1: yeah yeah
0: and... and but paul also was in a stable relationship with a perfectly nice woman who may or may not have mis- been missing a leg <laughs>
1: So that's much later, much later. So that's, uh, that's nineties, that's early thousands, Paul, when he dated the woman, uh, without uh, the leg, without the leg. Yeah.
0: Oh, so Linda had a leg.
1: Linda had a leg. Linda was, and, and uh, they were the, together
0: forever, right?
1: They were like Paul and Linda were like the, they were, they were together so long that they both voiced, uh, themselves on the Simpsons in the episode where Lisa becomes a vegetarian, which, Oh my god! <laughs> which is, and It's the reason why Lisa is still a vegetarian, because in Paul's uh, contract to do it, it, the way he agreed to do it is you can't change it back. You can't have Lisa not be a vegetarian in the next episode. She has to stay a vegetarian. And so
0: Um, one of the greatest (laughs) lines in all of The Simpsons is, so you're never going to eat bacon. You're never gonna eat pork chops. You're never gonna eat ham, Dad. Those are all the same animal. <laughs> oh, sure, right.
1: Some A magical, magical, magical animal. animal.
0: <laughs> it's my. It's I literally it. one of my favorite lines from the Simpsons. I, I
1: and that's uh, from that same episode when he when she meets uh, when she meets Paul and Linda and uh, yeah, we just come to Springfield sometimes and hang out in Apu's garden in the shade. And, <laughs> you
0: know,
1: and Apu's like, I was considered the fifth Beatle. Sure you were, Apu.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's very funny. Um. Uh,
1: but that's uh but yeah, that uh so they were together for a long time. Linda unfortunately died. Um I don't remember I it might have been can I I it might have been cancer. I'm not positive though. I right. believe it was, but
0: <clears throat> Oh that that actually does sound uh familiar too right yeah yeah
1: I'm pretty sure that it was breast cancer I think um if I'm remembering correctly but then after Linda uh, there was Heather Mills which was his next uh I think she was the next uh wife and I'm not positive she might have been the one without the leg okay wooden leg I think Heather Mills was
0: that sounds right. That also yeah. sounds right. So yeah. Paul, Paul and Linda are together for what, 30 years or? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. At least, so, at least 30 years.
0: All right. And, um, and it worked. And then, they, and then- so
1: that was the thing that, and the, in the seventies, the big rivalry between John and Paul was very, uh, app where John had Yoko and his band and, you know, the plastic ono band. So Paul put Linda and his band on, on keyboards. You know, it's like, we're, we're, we're rivals in everything. You know, it's, it's a very, uh, is a very sibling rivalry, you know, it's, uh, um, yeah. and John. Yeah. Yeah. So what were you going to say?
0: Well, it just seems like neither one of them were really going to be, ever be in bands. Like well, if they had not, if they had not met Paul and, and, and John, yeah, they would have had other jobs. Like Yoko would have, and she is an artist, right? Or she's, she's
1: an a, avant-garde artist. Uh, yeah, and to she, this day, right? That's her. To this day, yeah. That's her call. A- it's
0: like when, it's like when I say I'm an actress. Yeah. Am I? Uh, if someone lets act. me act, I love it. I enjoy yeah. it. I want yes. to do it. But quite honestly. I'm a comic uh, because I seek that out and I will always be a comic. I don't know if I will always be. So I think with Yoko, she will always be an artist.
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. It is. Music is not her. Music's not her art. Yeah. That she has to do. Yeah.
1: Right. That's uh, and there's some really, you know, there's some moments in the history. And I think uh, Bill Burr had a great uh, dial, like, did this when uh john lennon is playing with chuck berry uh who's his hero who's his you know rock and roll hero okay and they're playing together they're playing johnny be good and yoko's in the corner and just starts screaming into the microphone while they're playing oh just
0: ah. which <laughs> oh i'm sure bill was very supportive of that um.
1: <laughs> you know and you can see chuck's face when he when she starts he's just like
0: hmm right like uh
1: because they're playing this rock and roll song, is you know, and it's and it's one of those things where it's like that's another reason why it's like, Yoko, right. right? This is John's hero here,
0: right? And it's well, and it's the thing that I think is very important in a lot of relationships where you're like, well, that's your thing, yeah. I shouldn't ruin your thing because yeah. I want to ruin... be part of your thing. Yeah, like right?
1: John's so in love with you, he wants you with him all the time. Right. Awesome. Great. This happens to be the person that John looked up to the most besides Elvis and Buddy right. Holly, like right. that you're playing if, with.
0: Right. But if he would have been playing with Harry Chapin, it still would have been right. don't do yes. it. He's exactly. at work. Yes. He's at work. You're yes. not at work. Uh yes. it's 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 like taking your dick out in the in the green room. Yeah.
1: What are you we're doing here? We're at work. What are what are we doing?
0: Right. You're actually it's gonna interrupt it's gonna it's blow gonna the to
1: Disturb the flow of this whole yes, thing yeah it's like
0: and think about
1: what the memory you want to have 20 years from now about this moment and yeah. see what actions you decide to take you yeah, know and,
0: and and it's not adding to the it's not adding to it right because it's it's, it's whatever like from it yeah right it, oh in this case so very detracting <laughs> yeah. from it because that sounds horrible but um but like if you know if andy's doing a play test of of, of, of a new game yeah and He's looking for feedback. We all give him feedback. Of course. Um, but he would also like us to listen to him as he explains how to play the game. Don't be on your phone <laughs> not listening. And then when you start playing the game, you're like, what am I supposed to do? You're if like, if you had
1: been listening, if you'd been a yes. part of this,
0: yeah, if, if from, you, you had been explained. Right. If you had also thought about me while yeah. you were thinking about you, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, because
1: there's uh, a, the smidgen of empathy.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a, just yeah, it's just you have to. You're part of a partnership. Be aware that right. there's yeah, there's sometimes because he doesn't. He doesn't. We both drive each other nuts. Like he will give me advice about the stand up, and I'm like, didn't ask for it actually. Yep. Exactly. But I I understand what, where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. You didn't you didn't get it. That is not exactly the best feedback that I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> but.
1: uh that's another another Simpsons great quote. Yeah. What am I doing wrong? Well, you're falling down a lot. Work on that.
0: What is is that the clown?
1: That's when uh, when Lisa is taking uh, tap dance.
0: Oh. And the instructor's <laughs>
1: like tap a tap a tap a. Uh, I am. I I just don't know what I'm doing wrong. Well, you're falling down a lot. Work <laughs> on that. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. That's perfect. That advice. is helpful. That is yeah, helpful. Beautiful.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so. Um yeah so i it's interesting that they both add them. So yeah. so in, in I okay but we should actually let's uh take a break. My ad, my ad, my ad. I'm about to do an ad. Rangers. This show is sponsored by Better Help. You could you know me. I love therapy. I love uh affirmations. I love all the things that help me find a little peace of mind and a little serenity. That enabled me to get up in the morning, make my bed and face the day and try to be of some use to other people. Try to create some boundaries in my own life so that make sure everybody's treating me decent and just, you know, be of use and let, you know, let happiness happen. And when there's hard times, I can face them and know that tomorrow's going to be a different day. You know, whether it's better or worse, it'll definitely be different and a better chance of solving that problem if, if I'm still here. You know what I'm saying? So when I'm at my best, I can I can show up for things, right? I can show up for myself and I can show up for other people. But sometimes life gets you bogged down, obviously, right? You're overwhelmed. It's hard to show up. It's hard to deal with life on life's terms, right? So if you want to, you can work with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of yourself. I've done therapy and it's helped. It helped if you could be honest with yourself and with the person that you're working with. I have to tell you, my therapist was like, this is not a place for you to try to make me laugh because I don't want to. I want you, I want to help you. So uh, (laughs) that was what made me realize that I had to be honest in therapy, but it really helped me see what was going on and some of the patterns in my life and to let go of a lot of anger and resentment that was holding me back and help me be a better person. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option, just so you know. And it's online, so you don't have to go anywhere. It's convenient and flexible. It's great. There's a questionnaire. There's a short questionnaire. You get matched up with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge if it doesn't work, because sometimes it doesn't. But they have a lot of different people they have a lot of different choices you do this short questionnaire you do it so if you want to live sort of your best life and you're finding it hard right now therapy can get you there so just visit betterhelp.com/dork and you can get 10% off your first month so give it a shot if you want i mean it's a really good idea if you are if you're hurting you know try anything throw 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 it at the wall see what sticks so betterhelp b e t t e r H-E-L-P dot com slash dork. Now, let's get back into the show and people's dorkdoms. Yay. And we're back. Was there an ad? We may never know. Uh, But I would like to go back to 1966.
1: Yes. Yes. 1966. So
0: what was happening? Besides the war?
1: Well, Uh, that, that it's a big part of what was happening is the war and and the Turn into psychedelics, and the turn into protests, and the turn into a more um,
0: less poppy kind of more
1: less poppy, more rock, more uh, I guess you could say matured lyrics. I'm, I'm not going to say matured sound overall, simply because I happen to think you know a lot of people talk about early Beatles music, you know, sixty two to sixty four. Uh, okay. As, you know, very pop, very like, you know, it's like, she loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to hold your hand. You know, very, you know, lovey-dovey, pop, blah, blah, blah. But if you listen to the music, the musicianship of the Beatles Mm -hmm. throughout their whole career, it's very matured and very, like, Paul's bass lines are incredible. Ringo plays the drums for the song. You could play, you could, for somebody who knows the Beatles pretty well, not even as an expert, you could play... Uh, just the drums of any Beatles song, and typically you'd probably be able to figure out which song it's for because it's so. He played it melodically, and and John's rhythm guitar playing is incredible on uh the song uh All My Lovin'. John's rhythm playing of the triplets at, at the um, uh on the rhythm guitar of that song is so incredible. It's, it's what album is it's hard that on? That's on a Hard Day's Night. And is that one uh, 1966 on? Uh, no, that that's a 1962 album. Okay, um, so the early stuff. First, so I'm like, so You'd, what yeah. I what I'm saying is like, a lot of people would say like starting 1965, 66. That's when the Beatles reached kind of maturity and more uh, musicality and more experimental stuff and and all that stuff. But what I would say is they reached more experimental. They started expanding beyond their initial oh. influences of just straight rock. And they like,
0: like, like Picasso Picasso yes. knew how to draw a normal face. <laughs> yeah. He just decided that I'm going to try something else.
1: Exactly. They were okay. so successful that then they were able to say, Hey, we're not going to put any covers on our albums. It's all going to be us. We're not going to do anything else. You know, because the early albums, they had covers, they had, you know, oh, okay. till there was you act naturally things like that, where they were covers. Uh, but starting in 65, Sixty-six. It was all just straight original Lennon McCartney or Harrison or Starkey, um, which is Ringo's real last name. I was, Richard okay. Starkey. Yeah, there we go. Uh, I was like Richard okay. Starkey. Thank you. <laughs>
0: um, but and so, Ringo, Ringo played the 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 drums, the drums right? Okay, yeah.
1: drums you. and percussion. Yeah. Okay. But and actually. Uh so 66 65 66 is when um Rubber Soul and Revolver came out. Uh Rubber Soul first, R- Revolver second. I, I Revolver came out in 66 I believe. Um and those are two arguably uh the start of the Beatles' kind of greatest albums of all time situation. Like Okay. Uh, a lot of times it's like they went more into conceptual ideas and uh not co- uh, not coincidentally uh, 1965 uh 1966 is when they met Bob Dylan and smoked weed for the first time and oh
0: they had not <laughs> but how old were they in
1: 1966. so they were uh, I think John was 26 and so they made Paul it to 26
0: been... without get without partying I mean granted I, mean, I suppose weed was just becoming I mean
1: well partying they they drank uh they like drank fish. they did uh yeah they drank like fish they smoked cigarettes they were doing uh coke they were okay. uh you know rum and coke or whatever it was you know it's like i oh, they were oh. they were doing <laughs> caffeine pills <laughs> okay. they were doing you know cuz they in night from 1956 to 1962 they were playing hamburg and the cavern club and and liverpool and like shitty clubs for 8 hour sets like they were right. hopped up you know yeah, they were doing, okay but this was the first instance of smoking weed of psychedelics and right and that's not that weeds now- a psychedelic but it's in that
0: um is it a gateway drug wait a minute in, uh, for, No, for I, them it was a little bit of a gateway drug just because it introduced them into a mellower point of view is it's what only saying, a right?
1: gateway drug yeah it's only a gateway drug in the sense that is there anything what what else? Can make me feel kind of like this. Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's not a gateway drugs Like, oh no,
0: <laughs> doing
1: weed is going to make you do heroin, even though that's the trajectory of John. But that right, is because that is of the trajectory trauma, of
0: right, but, not right. of. That's but it's just, that was just John. That he has not, an addictive personality. Exactly. And he was fabulously famous and wealthy and people and kept handing things to it.
1: Exactly. There's a it's, difference. It's right. Weed is we, not a gateway drug. It's it's but it's
0: very hard to be 26 and idolized. And it considered
1: is, a god and right.
0: it, it, the I thing mean you is, look at look at football players, look yeah. at yeah, look at look at actors when people hand you things, including like sex
1: you know all of it that's all that's the it, thing yeah. that people like the thing is that people don't always fully grasp about the beatles and most artists from that era and artists from this era anybody who's famous the beatles were broken up by the time they were all 30 wow like, they were done with that part of their lives in 1970 only john and ringo were 30 wow Paul was 28? Paul was was 28, 29 something like yeah. that. Paul was done with wings by the time he was 34.
0: And Paul and John was dead by the time he was 35 or 36.
1: Paul was dead right before uh, John, or John. after uh, John John was dead right before his 40th birthday. One, right on was or before so he was, or he was he was he died in 1980. Dece- he died December 8th, okay. 1980. And his birthday was October 9th. Okay. So he he died when he was 40. He got shot when he was 40. Okay. Yeah. All right. Wow. And so, yeah, that is uh the. That is a hell
0: of a trajectory.
1: So like at 40 years old, John had retired in 1975 to be a stay at home dad. Yep. And then in 1980 he came out with um, Milk and Honey, which was a big comeback album for him and then got shot. And it was just like, right? you know, luckily him and Paul had made up by then. They had come together and and stuff like that. But it was just like the age range. Like, think about. So the point being in 66, from 1962 to 1970, the Beatles were in their
0: 20s. Yeah. Think
1: about you in your 20s.
0: Oh, it was a mess. And I was poor yeah (laughs) i was poor and nobody gave a shit so imagine if everyone had cared yeah yeah and had been handing me things you know and there's whatever i wanted yeah
1: and there's certain like there's a documentary um of john making the imagine album um okay which was one of his first albums um post Post. beatles and uh, he's 30 he's 30 in that documentary and he's talking to this like this homeless guy uh or unhoused person i you know
0: Whatever, whatever the, the current th- term is current right.
1: nomenclature is yep. comes up to john's house and tries to get in because he says john's lyrics are about him and okay he's like you wrote this you wrote these songs about me like you're talking to me right in your music and like you like i'm supposed to be here and john is like well no i was writing them you know they're all of about me but you know hey come inside have have some food have like Mm -hmm. this is a 30 year old guy who is like when i watch it and you know like when i first watched it i was maybe 10 or whatever thinking oh this guy is old this is an old guy but like now that i'm older than he was then yeah i'm like at 30 he has the wherewithal to see that this guy needs help this guy is you know Crazy, but he still invites him into his home, takes gives him a meal, and says like, "Hey, you know, I appreciate you being a fan, but the music is just about me, and maybe about Yoko, but that's pretty much it. Like, you're (laughs) reading into like that's all it is, you know." Well,
0: I I think at the time too, and because he was killed by ostensibly a fan that had gone nuts, right?
1: You know that, uh, yeah. Mark David Chapman uh, ran into James Taylor before going to see john
0: okay James taylor
1: was at uh uh neighboring hotel i just uh he just told this story on uh stern a couple years ago i think but uh yeah apparently he got his autograph too
0: oh um wait chapman was the guy who killed
1: yeah so mark david chapman was the guy who killed uh john lennon and had got his autograph earlier in the night
0: okay um, Oh, you OK. Know. And then he and then he and then he came back him down and, and shot him.
1: And him because he was uh, inspired inspired, maybe the wrong word. But uh, it, I, I don't know a better one, but the uh, inspiration right. to do it was from um, Catcher in the Rye, which was um, essentially he is like he considered John a phony you know kill all the oh, phonies kill right, all right. the phonies you you talk you you sing he finally imagine got to meet him
0: and then he was it, like now you Well not
1: a phony. not a, not no not about that he was a super fan but you know the song imagine is essentially a socialist communist love song you know imagine no possessions imagine all the people living in all the world you know right, it's, it's a it's utopia yeah utopia uh you know imagine no countries imagine imagine everything and you're singing it in your multi-million dollar mansion. Right. You know, this this whole, you know, you're a working class hero. Maybe you were raised up, maybe you were raised as a working class hero, sure. But now what are what are we doing? Um and so or
0: or ostensibly that was his excuse. It's
1: ostensibly that was the excuse and Catcher in the Rye put that in his brain of kill all the phonies or phonies or or he
0: was so incredibly jealous he that's the other thing
1: that's the other thing he wanted to to be famous he wanted to be famous and the way he he could become famous is to become infamous and so that's to kill the most famous person in the world because john lennon in 1980 was was the most famous person in the world
0: Right, I would say that that every Besides, time, like someone...
1: Paul and Michael Jackson and George, and you know, like <laughs> right, all these other, right, right, other right, famous right.
0: people, right. And I would think that two things: one, the nature of fame has changed so yes. much, and the and. The narrative that they are is like, Well, what were you reading? What it, what made you do it? When it was really just ego, just self absorbed insanity, where you're yes. like, I want what he has. And when you're seven years old, you go over and punch him in the nose and take it. Right. If you're if you're a bully then. Right. And when you're thirty five years old and just as nuts, you get a gun and you kill. You don't somebody.
1: get that. Yeah, exactly. And that and that's the thing. And
0: for and so don't time... blame it on that weird Catcher in the Rye book, <laughs> which by the way is a Ferris Bueller of a of a book, as far as Yeah.
1: Is. I mean that's the, the thing is like that the uh you're absolutely right. And yeah. it's the um the reason for the Catcher in the Rye quote unquote blame is because that's what he kept saying. Is I read Catcher right. in the Rye, that's what the narrative is. The other thing is I said his name a couple times. But one of the things was he wanted to be famous. So most people were like, don't ever say his name again. Don't give him what he wants.
0: Oh, right, right. Is he still alive?
1: He is still alive. He's still in prison. <laughs> There's part he of me is... that's
0: like, what's up? What's up with that guy? <laughs> yeah. it's, he, uh...
1: well, he's still in prison. He He's life without parole. Okay. Um, you know, that's he is still there. He's, you know.
0: Yeah. And I'm not going to say his name again because. Okay. Well, I, you know, just... Manson was up for parole. They almost gave it to him. Really? Yeah, and um, you're like, no, no, I am so huh? sorry. Yeah, uh, that uh, you're, gonna, you're gonna that guy, that guy's here. not gonna use any sort of free time positive.
1: And because, and, and so, that, I mean, that can we can get into a whole other conversation about what the uh state of prison and reform and rehabilitation could be or should be, or and all that stuff there is for a people vi- like that, and you know it's it's like what what's the responsibility of society for people who want to disrupt society you i know? did
0: do i did do an episode of the dork forest about education in the in the, mm. in the in the system and how hard it is yeah because there's no money and there's no interest in rehabil- rehabilitating normal right. people who yeah. get arrested and so this sort of you know that that yeah, that would be a separate. That would be a yeah, separate a whole, for
1: sure, and and something that I'm not a dork about. So I I can only I would only be able to speculate. And we would just have opinions. anecdotes. yeah, exactly.
0: A, which is another great thing about the Dork Forest <laughs> is that we don't have all, all the, the information, you guys. But boy, do we have opinions. Ooh, I I have I.
1: We should do a whole Dork Forest about opinions because <laughs> I'm a dork about my opinions.
0: <laughs> I will say this too. This is I'm going to go back. Is that um. The nature of fandom, mm-hmm. where people are like, everyone is a little more self aware of the kind of fan they are, too. Yeah. Because, like, the people who listen to this show and people who are fans of my stand up are like, I feel like I know you. And I'm like, right. And you kind of do. But I sadly kind of. don't know you.
1: Yes. Right. I mean, yes. the, and, and there's a great it. line. There's yeah. a great line. The, the thing is, they are getting it now they didn't used to get it and i yeah. think they get it more and more now because of podcasts like this of of maron's podcast of like of all like well just because of the- to uh podcasts as a state of like learning about your the person that you're a fan of you know it's right. it's this it's, it's this thing there's a great line uh, are you familiar familiar with the uh group atmosphere they're a hip-hop group out of minnesota as a matter of
0: fact i have an atmosphere album so there you go there it is there There it is it's an old one but yes
1: there's a great line in one of in one of their songs where they go my fans know me better than my friends do they they know me too but they know me too well to ever start a friendship Oh, wow. Yeah. You well, know, it's it's one of these things where and I butchered the last part of the line. But the the essence of it is the is that idea that your fans know you so well. Right.
0: We could better what, than what I always friends. think. What I always think is that uh, we could be friends of yeah. all of, of all of my fans. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I can see that you are my people. Mm-hmm. I, I, I look at my fans and go, oh, we have a fair amount in common. Well, that's
1: and- that's great. Uh, but, because it's one of those things where, um, like Doug Stanhope was terrified of his fans. <laughs>
0: well, because he has everything in common. With uh, it, what, you know what? It helps. It helps me want to be a better person because that's who mm-hmm. I want to be my fans. Yes. But, yes. But the the real problem is, is I don't have, there's not enough hours in the day to hang out I with know. all of my fans. I right. Know. So I have. You know, I have friends and that I have fans and I mm-hmm. can recognize in people who like my work that we could be friends if right. we hug out. But there's people that I'm fans of that. I'm like, we should totally be friends we should and totally they be friends. they have exactly the same attitude where they're just like we I, I know that we would have a lot in common, yep. but we are not friends. I am not yeah. friends with Patton Oswalt. We couldn't have more in common. Right. We are acquaintances. Mm-hmm. and i am a fan of his
1: yep yep but i have many the, people like that it's, Aisha it's tyler I
0: mean, especially any, in the
1: comedy world where it's like you right. start working with your heroes yeah as you yeah. as you, with as you raise you the ranks,
0: genuinely admire yes
1: you start working with people that i'm like i i doing shows with like kevin nealon or or you know like uh adam sandler or you know people like that that i have met and have gotten they, they might to even do shows with and, you, and right? they yeah, exactly and it's like we're not friends though
0: we are not we're you are know not when they, at the improv they always do those shows know me yeah yep <laughs> well they do those shows uh like whatever like jackie Cation and friends and friends yeah one night um judd apatow and jay leto wanted sets on the uh-huh. show and i was like and yet we are not friends <laughs> uh i know i've met judd apatow more yeah, actually, that's not true. I've actually met them both, probably an equal amount right now. Yeah, but they barely know me. I barely hmm. know, I mean, I know their work. Oh, yeah, yeah, they are very nice men, but and we are not friends.
1: I would say, I've, I've, I met gave Jay them, sense, once, once, by the way, of course. I've,
0: <laughs> I don't know how to... it would
1: be. It would be so funny if you said, No, we don't have room for you. These are only for my friends. I'm sorry, I'm very on who i my
0: buddy jim wooster (laughs) you want to cut into his time he doesn't get enough stage (laughs) okay you can you can
1: go up anywhere this is for friends of mine yeah um i've only met jay once at Mm -hmm. the improv uh but i know judd uh pretty well actually which is another crazy thing It's like we became friendly like i would not say that we're friends but we are very friendly like we you know we see each other at the improv or the comedy store comes up gives me a hug we you know We are friendly and people have approached me because they've seen me talk to Judd. (laughs) Yes. One of the funniest things that happened recently is um, we were, uh, Judd and I were talking at the improv and he had just done a set. Uh, I was about to go up in the other room and we were talking, blah, 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 blah. It's like, well, great seeing you. I'll I'll talk to you later. Bye. Uh, Bye. He, he leaves. I have a beard at this time. I'm clean shaven right now, but I had a beard at the time uh this woman came up to me I don't know this woman uh but she comes up to me and she starts going like so stand-up's crazy right I'm like uh yeah I guess so it's and then she just kind of stops and goes wait you're not Seth Rogen
0: oh my gosh and I go
1: no I'm not no she goes well then how do you know Judd Apatow
0: Oh, because he's alive and he's walking the earth. <laughs> uh, what? And he, it's a comedy club, right? It's weird. Right. The weird. The, <laughs> it's yeah, just
1: that like is the weirdest experience. It was like so you only came up to me because you thought I was Seth Rogen, and that's yeah. and I knew like which that is, which is a su-
0: how Yoko of her. Anyway, right? <laughs> let me just say <laughs> to bring that, it back. To bring it back. Chronic migraine is fifteen or more headache days a month, each lasting four hours or more.
1: Botox, onabotulinum toxin A, prevents headaches in adults with chronic migraine. It's not for adults with migraine with 14 or fewer headache days a month. It prevents, on average, 8 to 9 headache days a month versus 6 to 7 for placebo. myasthenia gravis or lambert eaton syndrome and medications including botulinum toxins as these may increase the risk of serious side
0: effects ask your doctor and visit botox chronic or call 1-800-44-BOTOX to learn more have you ever did you ever get to meet them so
1: i met paul mccartney twice
0: jeff baldinger has met paul mccartney twice yes by the way At- it's not jeff baldinger all it's right. at Jeff
1: Baldinger. I do go by Jeffrey Baldinger. Which is uh, weird
0: that he would be at Jeff Baldinger and, but we should be called Jeffrey. Yeah. The
1: the reason being is there is another you, Someone's we taking uh, it. the the uh, we know Brian Baldinger.
0: Yep.
1: He has a brother named Jeffrey. And oh, <laughs> there's there there's been some back and forth. We we get oh. along great and it's just but we we've exchanged emails and We've apologized to each other for <laughs> having the ones that the other one wants.
0: <laughs> right. For having names. <laughs> and uh,
1: you could yes, switch. I'm, okay. Uh, it is what it is. A but different it's, day. A different it's, it's a different day. But uh, yes, I'm at Jeff Baldinger on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I'm at Jeffrey Baldinger on TikTok. So there oh, okay. That, oh, there you go. On that front. Uh, J-E-F-F-R-E-Y. Yeah. There you go. It'll be in the notes. Jeffrey. Yep.
0: And I will. Um, um, there you go.
1: But so I met Paul McCartney on a night and this is actually all full circle. This is actually the night that Judd and I became friendly with each other it was because oh. we bonded over the fact that we were meeting Paul McCartney at oh, the that's, improv.
0: That's at the improv
1: at the improv. He, wow. It was a comedy juice night. Uh, okay. If you remember comedy juice. Uh, uh, they're still,
0: they're still doing it.
1: They're still doing it. Mm-hmm. but this was back when it was at the improv it was yep. a wednesday night i believe and what year oh what year was it? in the last couple of years
0: or pre, 20, pre-lockdown it was, it was
1: pre-lockdown pre-lockdown 2016 2017 something okay. like that maybe 28 2018, yep. maybe
0: 2018.
1: Mm-hmm. um but it was like star-studded comic lineup on the on the night you know aziz Joe Rogan, uh Jim Jeffries, Sarah Silverman, you know, like Judd Apatow, Eliza, like Yep. Nobody could bump anybody. You know what I mean? It was one of those things where it's like <laughs> we're all we all have our spots, you know? Okay. Um Were you hosting? I was just there. I was just oh, there. You were just I there because just, people I were there. Because I was hanging To you see know, the my,
0: menagerie. So, yes.
1: So my friend, my friend Sandy Danto was hosting. Um, do you know Sandy? Sandy, a hilarious probably, comic, probably. Yeah. Hilarious comic. He was hosting that night. I like, I went to you know see him and and kind of like just be you know his uh, hang out you know, um, and we were there and I was talking to Sandy, and he just kind of he has this glazed look over his face. He kind of looks to the side, and he goes, "Paul McCartney just walked in." And I go, "No, he didn't." i'm just like no No. i'm not gonna turn around (laughs) (laughs)
0: i'm
1: not gonna turn around and and then he's like no seriously he's right there and i so i turn around and there's paul just alone he didn't walk in with any security nothing he just walks in goes into the showroom and sits down he's just there watching the show and it's like it's insane Everybody becomes level playing field. Then there's no celebrities in the room anymore. There's no famous comics in the room anymore. We're all just Beatles fans. Okay. You know what I mean? It's all just like everybody. Joe lost and their Aziz mind. are talking to each other. You know, Jim is like, "What is it? What do we do?" Like, and then Judd uh, Jud turns to me and he's like, "I have all of it. Like, I've put so many of his songs." in uh in my movies should i be able to go talk to him and i you know steve glickman's there as well and we're just like we're we're talking to each other we're just like holy shit what is what do we do Who can go up to him and like and i remember this specifically because i was just like you know i have all of his albums blah blah blah, and Judge like i should i go talk to him I, I put so many of his songs in my movies i was like well i can't relate to that but i think if any of us have a reason to talk to him you would, right? Right, you were the closest. <laughs> You're the closest.
0: That's an excuse. Do That's it, it's a
1: good excuse. Go up yep. to him,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, everybody's going up. And afterwards, he comes back, and it's in that hallway between the lab and uh, oh, the, bathroom. tw- the bathrooms. Yeah, in the bathroom area, he's going to the bathroom, and it's me, Sandy, Jim, Aziz, Judd, <laughs> just like crowding in, you know, and he's just like. Navigating his way through, he says to Judd, Hey, good set, Mike. You know, I have a horrible, uh, horrible accent, but yeah, like, that wasn't great. You know, but uh, oh, I
0: know what you're well, doing, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't do it more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Liverpool. Um, uh, too funny. Uh, but so he says, You know, great job to Judd. He says, You know, he he's laughed. He says, He says nice to, things, yeah, he says nice things to everybody there. And he, uh, I make eye contact with him. He's like, I might. And I I tap him on the show. It's like, nice to meet you. And he's like, right. And And that was it. That that was it. That was my only experience. I was Uh, like, yeah, that'll do. That'll do. And that would have done because he was in town to play Dodger Stadium and I wasn't able to get tickets. Okay. So I was like, I'm not going to be able to see him. But then I was able to see him. Oh (laughs) my God. So crazy. And that, that would have been enough. Dianu, right? Uh, that, would have been, <laughs> that would have been enough. But then the next, uh, next week on, t- so that was a Wednesday, the next week on a Tuesday, it's a empty night, half full at the improv, right? I'm sitting in the back booth uh, yep. along the wall. Um,
0: like you I do. just,
1: I just gone up, you know, I had a good set a fun, you know, fun yeah. set, whatever um jim jeffries is on the on the show so i'm gonna stick in the room and watch him um and then paul walks in again all right he's just he's just there he walks in again he's like and he sits next to me oh he sits in the booth he sits in the booth next to me
0: did you tell him it was for comics only
1: i did i was like hey i'm sorry you can't sit here this is just (laughs) for the comics I gotta, you gotta,
0: yeah. It you, out. you gotta talk go. to the door guy. He's you gonna put you go. in the front row so that you, know, you can maybe be, be in a, a real.
1: There is a okay. two drink minimum, and I'm sorry, but but you just sat you just sat there, and we just sat. I didn't say anything to him. He didn't say okay. anything to me. Yep. we just sat and watched Jim Jeffries, and I noticed how much he laughed at uh, some of the uh, darker of Jim's material, and it sure. was just a delight for me to watch him watch laugh at Jim Jeffries. I was just like, it was just so amazing. He was there three times in that month. Okay. I was only there for the first time and the third time. The second time that he was there, which I was unfortunately not there, but that's when he took pictures with everybody. I don't know if you've seen Uh, pictures with, Nope. you know, there's there's a few of my friends have great, amazing, funny pictures with Paul (laughs) McCartney. That was the second time that he was there, I was there the first and the third time. I don't have any uh pictures with him, but, but you I have, have those memories. two stories. You have I the have memories. those two stories, and those yep. are good enough for me. It's it's pretty you incredible. Were,
0: and I think because it's it's so hard when you meet someone that famous to not be a weirdo.
1: I so, and
0: the fact that you were not a weirdo was, I, I think, I tried a, a greater my best not To
1: be a weirdo, I tried my right. best not to bother him, but also be a person to him.
0: Right, you know. <laughs> Yeah. um uh,
1: f- another so within that 6 month period yeah uh in that time frame i met paul twice and i met brian wilson once so brian wilson is uh the genius behind wilson. the beach boys beach boys beach boys,
0: <laughs> beach boys. close uh, guess what not even uh, close not every, a close not close at all it's a great <laughs> opportunity for someone to go oh she finally said something completely insane uh yeah brian wilson Famous for being like sort of the genius of the Beach Boys, right? Of the
1: Beach Boys, yep. Not exactly. the Eagles. Not the Eagles. i uh D- Don Henley and Glenn sure. Fry, I think. Um mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. uh I met uh Brian Wilson because I got to go to the premiere of the movie Love and Mercy. Did you see that movie? Nope.
0: What amazing is amazing
1: movie? Paul Dano and uh John Um Cusack play okay. young and old brian wilson it's about the story of uh of writing pet sounds which is one of the greatest album is considered one of the greatest albums of all time there's I bought a lot it. Of, i own that one yeah pet sounds and this will all take back to the beatles because it's one of the uh because sergeant peppers was made in response to pet sounds which then helped in uh breaking brian wilson's mind
0: oh god all right which, so you got to meet brian wilson
1: so I got to meet Brian Wilson at this premiere. I hi, anybody who's a fan of the Beach Boys especially but anything in the 60s watch that movie it's so good. Uh, Paul Dano is brilliant as Brian Wilson as a young uh as in the 60s Brian Wilson. Um but so everybody's at this premiere like everybody who ever played with the Beach Boys and uh it's like I don't think I'm going to be able to meet anybody right. you know but just like, I'm just there. Cause I'm a guest of a guest, you know, yep. like, mm-hmm. um, so I'm standing in the back while everybody's like coming down the stairs and, you know, coming like, Oh, this is, this is. I'm just like, I'm not even going to try to get close. And so I'm yep. in the back uh, by the bar in the back. And I just, out of the corner of my eye I see the silhouette that I recognize. <laughs> like, I turn over and it's just Brian Wilson sitting alone in a chair away <laughs> from the entire crowd, just hiding. Yeah. And I'm just like, Oh well. That I feels
0: par for the course by the yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so all I do is I go up to him, I shake his he- I stick out my hand and I say thank you. And he shakes my hand and he goes, "Okay." Okay. <laughs> okay. And that's all that that was the only interaction. I just said cuz I'm like I'm as I'm going up to him I'm like what can I say? What can I say? What can I say? There's nothing to like there's nothing to say. There's nothing to say, to say to him. Other I'm than, a huge fan. Thank you. That is yeah, all. Like that's it. And so I'm just going to say thank you, and that's and, it. That's all and I then, need.
0: And he will accept that thanks. And, uh... and
1: he and he, whether or not he would or not, is the only thing that I can say. He happened to have accepted the thanks, and I feel very honored that within the six month period, I met Paul McCartney and Brian Wilson, and it's and like, we're in you know, an
0: hour. Jeff. We are. A, Jeffrey, we haven't even we gotten, gotten to
1: 1967.
0: But <laughs> <laughs> well, we did jump ahead. We did so, jump ahead and behind, and, and it was a fascinating uh dive into the in, into some of the psychology of it all. So yeah, yeah. By the way, is, so I've been I've been talking with Jeffrey uh, Baldinger. Yep. And it's at Jeff Baldinger on yep. Twitter and Instagram, and at Jeffrey Baldinger on TikTok. And you got a show in Huntington Beach in February at uh, February 24th, and yep. you're in Seattle july 20th yep exactly and go and find him just follow him on instagram and then you'll find out where he is locally and all the things and absolutely thank you so much for doing the show
1: thank you for having me and uh as last time uh we had a few emails coming in and corrected me on some information that i got like Uh, incorrect sure please do it again because while i am Uh, a very dork about the beatles Sometimes I misremember some things. And so and it turns please, out
0: you would like to talk about the Beatles. I somebody. love
1: talking about the Beatles. I love <laughs> talking it, about so the Beatles. So if the
0: information was incorrect, feel free to, to to DM, slide into Jeffrey's DMs.
1: Come at me. Don't uh, come, come at me. At, don't come, don't, at don't me, come at me. But to, yeah, just yeah. like. Yeah. Don't at me. Not in an aggressive way. You know, like, <laughs> hey, let's talk about this friendly. Let's talk about it friendly like, you know.
0: <laughs> Thanks so much for doing the show. And Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other.
1: My hat, my hat, my hat.